Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin, and I hope to God you're hearing us. Yes. I think as he pulls down his microphone I'm go- to, to check. <laughs> this, Ellen, is my levels okay? Because I, re- I just realized that I, I was using this for the Chris and Matt shoot this weekend, and I think I changed a bunch of levels. That's so good do to I do sound like, okay? after you've recorded, and you're like, yeah. you already hit record, and you're like, hey, this is good. Let me check the levels. <laughs> By the way, shit I do all the time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, just I realized as I was coming in, I'm like, I'm coming in a, a skosh hot on my side, and I think that's because I increased the volume during our filming. It's all good. It's all good. You cool. filming some hot shit over there? We filming Jay some Balls. hot shit. We had a we had a great weekend with the old uh, Christopher and Matthew. You know, nice. good stuff. Yeah, good. I gotta I gotta give them a plug up top and say go check out their channel. They are uh, taking a, a run at it, a true run. Uh, just search, I think, the Chris and Matt show, maybe? Chris Felucci, Matt Lamson, search so those terms. Um, Matt Lamson just quit his job. Chris Felucci got let go from his job. So they are now uh, full-on, full steam ahead, making a true blue, this is their full-time job run at uh, comedy and acting. Well, good so. for them. Yeah. Kudos for them for taking the leap. Felucci, yeah. less, less like, you know... It, he didn't necessarily make that choice, but it was made for him. But still, right. you know, good exactly. for them. Exactly, yeah. He could have easily gone and, and got another job, but he said, no, I'm going to do the responsible thing, and I'm going to try my hand at acting and comedy. I and guess, I you say, know, kudos. No time like the present, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Look, when you get handed something that shitty, and you're like, I'm going to make lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. And you're like, all right, cool. So yeah. good for him. I good wish them, them the best of luck. Good luck, fellas. We're rooting for you. We are. We're rooting tooting for you. We're rooting and we're tooting. Rooting and tooting, tooting and rooting. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. People can check them out on YouTube and Instagram and all that shit. Where can people find us, Doug? Where should, what should they do if they that's like a, us? That's a fantastic question, Justin. You can find us uh, pretty much everywhere on all social media at MindGap Podcast. Um, you know, where we're most active, not Twitter. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. most active on Instagram, YouTube, threads. Justin, are, 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 you s- on th- are you in threads? Uh, no, I'm not. Good. Are we, are we going to thread though? Oh, we're like, there. Are we threading? We are baby. Do, yeah. We thread we're threading that needle. All right. You know, um, uh, probably not as much. You know what? No, I'm not going to apologize for not being active on social media. I just Fuck won't that. anymore. Listen, no, I know that's kind of the key to being successful in entertainment. I just refused to dedicate I don't no I just don't want to spend that much time on social media I don't I I would say is it is it still necessarily like is it required like you said like uh, you have to do this if you're in the if you want to be successful in entertainment do you though I suppose if you want to get some sort of traction it's part of like the math of it right you got to be like out now there doing stuff because like Jason Manzuk, there are plenty of people who are having careers who aren't on social media or who don't engage that often on yeah, social media. Yeah, but Jason Manzukis isn't an unknown person. He no, I know, but I'm, 
But what I'm saying is that do you are you saying that in today's day and age, if you are coming up, social media is a requirement, or can you still grind it out and do it without social media? I think it depends. I think it's certainly a boost if you can do it and do it well. People will get to know you. They'll find Undoubtedly. you. You know? Undoubtedly a boost. I think it may just take us until we're 55 or so, but we're going to get there. Look, all I know is that I love anyone who listens and watches our stuff on youtube.com slash podcast and goes and hangs out with us on our Discord, which is in the link in the description down below, or goes to redbubble.com and checks out our merch or heads over to patreon.com slash podcast and throws us some bones there. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm just not good at social media and I don't care about social media. <laughs> um, I find it absolutely draining. Um, like yeah. when threads popped up, I'm like, yeah, we should be active on here. I'm like, I don't want to be right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to, I will, my interactions on, on Instagram are only when I open it up to post shit for our show. And then whatever's right there, if it's something I like, I'll engage with it. I don't scroll down. <laughs> Good for you. First, I off. don't, I don't scroll down. I'm like, what's there? Oh, cool. Like. Now I'm going to go post my shit. Like, I don't go scrolling for stuff. I'm right. just like, no, that's first, not what I'm here to do. First post wins yeah. for, for Doug. Yeah. Very, yeah. very much the, the thing. I just, I don't, because that's the part of it. I'll post all day. I just don't engage with other, like, I don't actively go out and post shit in other places. I just don't. I don't, not to say that if you, if you engage with us, I will most likely almost immediately engage with you back. Like that's yes. how I roll. I love it when people engage with our shit, but I don't, I don't know. I don't find it fun to go hunting for stuff to engage with. I know that's the other half of the equation is like, are you engaging with other people and engaging right. with other communities? I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, I like people. I like other communities, but I'm just like, I don't want to wade into there and be like, hi hey, everybody. Yeah. I'm a podcast. Because the thing is, it's not about the doom scrolling. That doesn't get it to you've got to you've got to actually be precise with how you're going and engaging. You've got to actively seek out things that are close enough to what you're doing or what your interests are that you might be able to pull them or their followers. So there's it, it, there's a lot that fucking goes into it. Yeah, and it is exhausting. It is yeah. straight up exhausting. It's not how I want to spend my time. You no. know, I have a lot of fun making this podcast with you. I have a lot of fun. You know, editing stuff, putting it all out there. That's a lot of work. And then to say, and on top of that, on top of your day job and yeah. spending time with your family, you also have to go lurking into the muddy waters of social media right. to find a kill. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, right. I really don't want to do that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. So, um, yeah, I follow us. <laughs> Follow, follow us. Check out our shit. Yeah. You know, I'll say this. Us. I'll make a shameless. Engage for engage. I, ugh, I hate that stuff. <laughs> it just made me feel so gross all I over. Uh, I will say this. Um, if you're listening or watching this, this is going to sound really gross and desperate. But seriously, shoot us a line. Hit us up on a comment on one of our videos or on a review or fuck. Just send us a message and say, hey, I really enjoy your stuff. I mean, it means a lot to us because sometimes I forget. I try to, you know, when I do engage, I try to be like, hey, I like your things because it's just nice to hear from people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, well, I always I always hesitate before I tap like or put a comment or anything. I'm like, ah, it's probably they don't they don't need to know I'm liking this or they don't really need a comment or what. But then I when I get a like or a comment it that feel I'm like, oh, cool. Someone 
engage with the thing I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And so I always have to remind myself it is, if you do genuinely like something or if you're engaging in that, like it, listening to it or whatever, it it really goes a long way for the other person Yeah. to to just let them know that, hey, I'm acknowledging that the thing you did, good job. That's yeah. it. Good you don't stuff. have to do a whole fucking, you know, uh, you don't have to call out specific. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. You don't have to call out specific instances of things that happen on the show. You also very much don't have to correct us when we say things wrong because we say things wrong all I the time. I dare you. I dare you. All to the time. Us. Yeah. I dare you. It would you keep you it. very busy if yeah. you corrected us. Have so fun. Don't worry about it. If that's how you want to spend your time, go for it. Guy who said <laughs> clowns, spirits oh, are real. I bring the it amount on. of the amount of and it's only on YouTube that we get these co- the best fucking comments come out on YouTube. Some of the um, yeah. the the checkout line comments were one of my favorite string of com- people came in hot. The grocery store hot one, on those man, Woo. like holy shit, you know. Yeah. We got my favorite one was this guy who's explaining to us like how the logistics of the lines work and why they exist and why they're not always active because it doesn't make sense to have someone just sitting there with nothing to do. And I'm like, hey. I'm not fucking dumb. I worked at a goddamn front desk at a hotel. I understand the idea of max efficiency with your workers. All right. But what made my best thing is he wrote this giant diatribe. And my response to that was like, sounds like a checkout lane that wants to prove its existence. Like that was just my smart ass comment. (laughs) Sounds like a sentient checkout. Sounds like a sentient checkout lane. He wants to prove why it should still be there. You know, like all that time spent trying to prove you wrong. And you're like, I'm not going to engage in this. That's that's what I'm going to be silly. That's what I learned. If someone comes in there real serious and real hot, all I'm going to do is just not take it seriously. That's the oh, only God. thing I'm going to do because it's the hey. best. Because one of two things will happen: either one, they'll just give up and stop, or two, they will double, triple, quadruple down, and then you've got them hooked. Because or now the third, in- they hop on board with my sarcasm, and we make something even better. That's very true. That has happened. It happens infrequently, but there have been a handful of times where it has happened. There was a guy that commented on me not having hair as if that's the thing that's going to break me. Right. And I said, and I just wanted to sing. I was like, do you understand the tens of dollars I've saved from not having to buy hair products, get my hair cut or use shampoo? I go, give me 15 to 20 years. I might be able to save for a boat. And the guy goes, <laughs> dude, when you get that boat, Give me a call. I was like, you bet your ass I will. You can come hang out in my boat. He goes, now we're talking. Like, I made a friend doing <laughs> That's that. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> hey, online fuck-ups are how we made one of our good friends, Noah, uh, Noah Reno. Noah Reno. One, of the, one of the best friends to the podcast. God bless. God bless <laughs> that guy. You know? Amen. Doug, tell me about your cooking adventures. I understand that you've got adventures in cooking and you're about to, you're about to launch a memoir. I don't know about that, because my memoir for cooking would be like, hey, I watched YouTube, and stuff tasted good. That's probably what Tried it would this. be called. Would yeah. try again. Follow directions. It turned out good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, um, oddly enough, I saw uh, a TikTok uh, for pita bread, homemade pita bread. And Ooh, okay. I was like, this seems interesting and simple enough, so I surprised Natalie and Jill with it one night. I was like, hey, I'm going to make something special with our dinner. They're like, what is it? I was like, I'll never fucking tell you. <laughs> and uh, it was really simple to make. It it took like, I don't know, like with the proofing and stuff, maybe an hour and a half total. Like Shit, that's super nothing. easy. And uh, man, they turned out so good. They were delicious. I also had these uh, chicken skewers that I got from Costco that is warmed up. And Jill yes, had sir. some uh, roasted red pepper hummus. And oh, sir. threw some hummus on there with those chicken skewers. Like, and I also had some now pesto pasta talking. with it. It was like, 
It's delicious. Now we're talking. Yes. It's amazing. And so then I would like have half of a pita every day with lunch with a chicken skewer. And it was the fucking best thing in the world. A little bit of hummus. Oh, now did you so go good. crazy and do like the like garlic garlic rub on them or anything? Because I no. know you can do like a, like a garlic butter pita. You can do sun dried tomato pita. You can get real fucking clever with them. Yeah, I just kept it pretty simple, pretty basic. And it was yeah. a combo of I think uh, I think it was bread flour and whole wheat flour, and uh, yeah, okay. nothing nothing too fancy. Uh, just. Did its job and they were delicious. They're absolutely delicious. And they lasted about five days. Today was, I had the last half and the corner of it was starting to get moldy. I cut that off and I was like, cool. They lasted about five days, which makes sense. You know? Yeah. They're absolutely delicious. Now, how much did it yield is the question. I got six giant fucking pitas out of it. All right. Okay. They're big, thick, like pancake boys. Like they were, they were big boys. I was like, they were Doug sized pitas. Yeah, they were good. They were thick boys. And I was like, I'm not mad about this. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious. I really, really enjoyed it. I was like, I'm going to file that one away. And then the other one was uh, I saw a video like Natalie just like, I don't know, every other week is like, I want this kind of cake for my birthday. I was like, your birthday is not okay. even close. Yeah. But she's constantly changing what cake she wants for her birthday because the new thing is that I make her a cake for her birthday. And uh, she's like, I think I want a lemon cake. She's like, is there a way to make a lemon cake? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure there is. And oh, one, yeah. of, one of my favorite channels that I watch right now is called Preppy, Preppy Kitchen with okay. John Cannell. And this dude makes some seriously delicious like baked goods. And he had a lemon cake on there. And I was like, now he's like, oh, let's watch it. So I watched it. And she's like, can we make that for my birthday? And Jill goes, you know, it's kind of a summer cake. And I'm like. <laughs> What am I hearing here? That you want me to make this? She's like, I'm just saying. I'm like, cool, I'll make it. Uh, so <laughs> I made this delightful lemon cake. And if you'd like to see what it looks like, head over to our Discord. Uh, link is in the description down below. And check out the recipes channel. And you will see a couple photos of my of my cake. And I, I'm starting to get a little fancy with it, Justin. I'm trying to work on the cake decorating. And I also Ooh. purchased these cake strips. Do you know what cake strips are? Cake strips? Cake strips. I do not know what cake strips are. Inf- it's a, enlighten me. It's a cloth, like almost like a cloth band that you put around the cake uh, pan. But first uh, you soak it in water. Just lift it up? Is that and the- then you, you wrap it around the edge. Okay. And you tighten it up. Tighten it up. And then as it bakes, it keeps the outside of it cool so that the cake bakes evenly so you don't get the doming. On it, so if you're stacking cakes and making a tiered cake, it makes you don't have you don't have to cut it. Yeah, it saves you the saves you the trouble. And I tried that out, and it worked fucking perfectly. Did it absolutely perfectly? They were perfectly flat, and I was like, God damn! So you're Um, making you're making your cakes in the in the round like the nine inch round pans. mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And this uh, this was fun. I love lemon stuff. Like, I uh, dude, lemon just, cake oh. is one of my chocolate and lemon cake are my two favorite cakes. That's in fact, if I'm not mistaken, those are the two cakes we had at our wedding. Oh, nice. Yes, I love like lemon squares. You know, I love a lemon meringue pie. Yeah, you know, I just lemon like, in my desserts is is always okay with me. Yeah, I'm always yeah. a win. So this was like a two tiered, you know, t- cake with uh, you know, lemon in the cake itself, and then I made like a lemon buttercream frosting. Yes, you did. Yes, put, sir. I put some yellow food coloring in it to make it look lemony, and then nice. I reserved about a cup of it, and then I tried to do little designs 
on the outside you, with a piping bag. Did you bag. buy yourself a piping bag or did you make one with a... I have I have a couple of piping bags. Of course you, you know, do. That, uh, and I had a... You know, I, I want to get some actual legit, um, you know, uh, what do they call them? The tips? Like the tips, yeah. I got some plastic ones from Jewel, you know, yeah. like that are disposable. You want the like, metal ones, the, yeah, the true... I like to, yeah. Because my wife's so John Cooper, like, flower patterns and right. the stars. I was like, and, I yeah. want to get better at it. I want to get a cake stand that spins with a turntable Jesus. so I can really... I want to try... Kitchen, your kitchen is going to be one of those kitchens where when you become an old, old man... Natalie's going to be like, all right, dad, it's time to move you into a home. And she's going to go through this. She's going to go, Jesus Christ, why do you have all these fucking, you have every tool imaginable in here. I'm going to turn to her. I go, name all your birthday cakes. And I'll, and that's, <laughs> and that's why I have all these tools. You're fucking welcome, child. Um, yeah, but I, I, I'm, listen, when it comes to that stuff, I don't, I, I have a limit to my artistic ability with my hands, but okay. I still want to get better at it and the only way to get better at it is to make cakes with her and, and use the right tools, and eat cakes you know and eat cakes that's you know? the only way to get better yeah you yeah. got to know if it's a good bake right yeah. this one i was very i was very pleased with this one because it turned out really really solid it had it had good structure to it but it was mm -hmm. still moist good texture yeah yes. and it's a, yeah. And i've learned this about cakes there's a difference between using because you have to use a fat in there usually people use butter or they use oil and there's a difference between them, meaning that buttered cakes that have butter in them, obviously, I just said the same thing fucking twice in two different ways. I'm in. Um, I'm in. Butter cakes are great for things that you keep at room temperature and you keep them out. Okay. Because if you put those in the fridge, they tighten up and they Firm get up. tough. And that's not always what you want. Whereas oil cakes, like if you're going to make like a bigger cake and you're going to have a lot left over, it's good to yeah. use oil for that because you can put it in the fridge, you take it out and it's still soft. Sure. It okay. It that makes total sense. When I was younger, I don't know if your parents ever did this. My mom would cook a lot with Chances Crisco. Chances are they didn't. So yes. didn't uh, cook. Yeah. Just Crisco. Just like lard. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Hence my unhealthy eating habits. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed making that cake and it's fucking delicious. I just had the last piece and I gave a quarter of it to my neighbors. That's was very like, sweet of you. I saw she was out there with a weed eater. I was like, hey, she's like, hey, I'm like, how do you like lemon based desserts? And she's like, I do. I'm like, stay right there. <laughs> Hold I, came out, I came out with a, a plate. I'm like, here you yeah. go. <laughs> now you're a... Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what I was going to ask about, uh, oh, the artistic, you, you said you only have so much artistic uh, know-how with your hands. I feel like I, and I could be wrong on this, but I feel like you would get, the more you do it, you're limited now, but I do think that's something that you can get better at. I think that's something that you could level up to a pretty impressive degree if you, if you did enough of them. I don't know. It might be an absurd amount of cakes. But I do feel like that's something you can better yourself in. I'm not looking to do anything. Even the folks at like the Jewel Bakery have like impressive skill in my mind with the stuff that they can build and whatever. Doug, that's, I don't want to burst your bubble. That's all AI. That is not true. Yes, it is. AI doesn't have the soul to create <laughs> a Mario themed cake like that. I, oh, then you because sir, are the, because about to have your Mario has the right amount of digits on his hands. So that's how I know it's not AI. That's wait. I don't think Mario does. 
<laughs> Big Mario has the right amount him, of digits for Mario. Digit. He doesn't yeah. have eight fingers. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and they're all meshing into the next hand. Right? And, and yeah. he's not trying to eat pizza, you know, yeah. and looking like a fiend as he does it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just want to get good enough where I can make a cake that has, it, you know, it has a really like, and I, I've seen some techniques where, you know, you get, the, I did the best with this one or you can get the cream on the outside and then you use the bench scraper and you, you spin it. So like it gives a nice even coat on the outside and then you do the little tricks to get it as smooth as possible on the top. And then I took a little thing and I made little dollops, you know, around the outside of it, you know? Now, now the big question is, did Natalie and Jill appreciate it? Did they appreciate the time spent? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Because they were just like, cool. Well, Jill, for the rest, she had one bite of that whole cake. And she's like, yeah, it's decent. I'm like, you're not into lemon, are you? She's like, it's fine. You know? I was like, I knew it. I knew I'd be making this just for me, basically. Although Natalie yeah. very much enjoys it. So good, good. That works, <laughs> like so that Jill out. talked you into it and then backed out of it. She's just like, mm, it's not really my thing. I was like, you know, Why? it's a summer cake. You know, you should, am I hearing it? You should try it, Doug. Yeah, okay, just, great. We'll all have it together. <sighs> Wait, you're not having any. Yeah, great. Thank you for putting this in my belly because I'm going to eat it. I saw another like, recipe the other night for a, a blueberry. Um, was it crisp? Yeah, blueberry crisp. Sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll eat the shit out of that. Now I was like, you should make that. I'm like, no. The last time I made a blueberry dessert, no one in this house except me ate it. And I will not fall for that again. No. I Fool won't. me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. I've got diabetes. I'm eating this whole dessert in one sitting. I won't fall for it again. I want to make, uh, I've always wanted to try making, I know it's not easy, but I would think it'd be fun to try making uh, a mirror glaze on a cake. I've I would love those. to try. Those are, oh, they fascinate me. They it look just looks, so cool. It looks so fucking cool. I would love to try it. I've seen some really cool videos where people do a mirror glaze and yeah. they make something with it. I'm like, that looks cool. But also I'm like, is this worth it? Because <laughs> it's a lot of fucking work and so easy to fuck up. And also pretty wasteful because you basically pour the glaze over it and just let it like, you know, just let it go down. down. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, you know, I'm also, I'm not good with spacing. I, uh, <laughs> for Jill's niece's graduation, uh, high school graduation, I made her a, a chocolate chip cookie cake. And, you know, I put like little, little stuff around the edge. And I was like, you know what? I have enough frosting. <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to write Ella on it. And it turned out, I was like, looks good. And I stepped back. I'm like, I didn't space that well at all. Like I had to like <laughs> squish it. I started too far in the center. And it was oh, like, no. I felt like I was in fifth grade trying to write something. And, and I like got really, really small <laughs> towards the end. I'm like, Hey, here you go. So curve down the side of the cake. And, yeah. yes. and when I gave it to her, I'm like, hey, I found this like super discounted cake at Jewel. And I just happened to say your name on it. I hope I hope you enjoy did it. You tell her that for I did. real. <laughs> I go, I no, I made it. this. And I was like, I made this. You know, it's, just, it's just like, Ella. <laughs> Hi, Ella. Ella! I did the same thing for Jill's birthday. I tried to write 40 on it, and it just looked so... Sh it was also like brown chocolate frosting. You just so tried to write four zero and didn't have enough space? I was like... But then, like, for some reason, I didn't squeeze hard enough, so I didn't have what I what I wanted for length, so then I tried to connect it, which made it worse. It looked like someone oh. just took a shit on the cake, and I'm like, Happy 40th birthday! <laughs> You're welcome. From it's me. Poop. I just turned into a big old pile of chocolate in the middle. I'm like, there you go. There you go. This is from Doug. And this you know, she's from like, that that tracks. 
Doug. Yeah, I think if I have to write, that's probably not a good idea. No, um, okay. But I feel like I can maybe do like dollops. You know, I like to do, I saw a couple things where, you know, John Cannell was like doing these cool swirls with his, you know, 0.842 tip, you know, and just going around, you know, making stuff like that. Because I always either overdo it or I underdo it. Okay. With this, Natalie's like, we should put sprinkles on it. I was like, chill your tits. I'm hey, not. This is a classy fucking cake kid. Right. All right. Uh, let's, let's keep it simple. Let's yeah. keep it simple first and then we'll get inventive. But I don't want to put too much shit on here. We're going to be like, it's good. Because she just wants, she loves sprinkles. She loves anything with sprinkles. I mean, she's like, who does it, right? Sprinkles. I'm just like, uh, well, maybe not for this one. Let's, let's pause on for, that. For so. your birthday. How about for that? Your birthday. For your birthday. Also, yeah. Natalie helped me make this. She helped me do hey, a lot of her. mixing of the cake and stuff because she also likes to, you know, to test the batter and t- taste the frosting. I mean, that's the best part as a Testing kid the and as an adult. Yes. I often worry when we make stuff at home that we will not have enough for the actual bake mm-hmm. because so much batter is consumed. Yeah. Or dough, depending yes. on what it is we're making, cookie dough or, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, God, you got to do taste test before you know Naturally, it. You're like, oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> and usually, usually what happens is, We'll make with the cookies, we'll make like three quarters of them. And then like a quarter of the dough just gets saved for like, this is for later. For a, for a bad day, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just a day. An emergency break for cookie dough. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so yes, uh, I've, I've well, enjoyed. Well, that's amazing. I'm constantly enjoying finding new stuff to cook all the time. I'm getting. I like that. All sorts of ideas. I now have an idea for like a cinnamon swirl pancake. It's basically, you know, like a, it's almost like a giant cinnamon roll, but it's a pancake. I'm like, I don't need any more ideas. Sounds like I would eat it. Yeah. Sounds like I would eat it. You know, you find wild food creations like that at some carnivals and stuff. Oh, for the summer. You find a lot of wild things at carnivals. Right. Which we were just talking the other night, like uh, deep fried Oreos. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point of a deep fried? I think so, but I'm like, what's? It seems irrelevant, you know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm glad deep we can fried, agree. Deep fried Snickers are really good. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm just like, listen, we don't need to bring batter into this and hot oil. We don't oil. need to, but we have, and now we need to accept it. This is how it. I know I've grown as a as a human is. 10, 15 years ago, I'd be like, fucking bring it on. Now, yeah. at 40, I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. Yeah. Like, just give me the Snickers, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I had, there was, there was one night we all went out drinking in Chicago when we were, it was just past college. So we're like 25, 26, you know, we went out and uh, one of the the bars we went to, we grabbed some food and they had a dessert menu and it was the deep fried trio. It was deep fried Snickers. Deep fried Oreos, deep fried Twinkies. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. Needless to say, every one of us threw up that night. <laughs> it was not a good night. And uh, that, you know what? That was actual audio captured from that night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm glad that I tried all those things so I can say uh, full, full confidence. No, thank you. Now, <laughs> I don't need to wonder. I've had them and I'm good. Hard pack. It was a lot to take in. A lot to take in. Yeah, that's unfortunate yeah. to say. But least. anyway, you can find weird shit at carnivals. Yes, including awesome rides that go up and down, like 
The Fireball Roller Coaster. Justin, you love roller coasters, don't you? I, <clears throat> not really. <laughs> I don't mind. Ro- Once I'm on them, I enjoy them. It's the anticipation leading up to them that I that I'm not a huge fan of. The after yeah. the, I'll say this: after the first drop, totally fine because I mm-hmm. don't trust that my lap bar is going to stay down. Ah, I've gotcha. never trusted it, so I freak out, full panic attack. Going up, and after we do that first drop, then I'm like, cool, now we're in for it. Now I'm having like, fun. I can't change anything, so I have yeah. to accept now, my fate. Now know? I'm pot committed. Yeah, so yes. we're in. We're in it for the we're in it to win it. Um, we're in this, yeah. we're in this to win this. Had this happened to me, I would have I probably wouldn't go on another roller coaster. So what we're referencing is uh earlier this month, uh there was a roller coaster called the uh Fireball Roller Coaster. This was in Crandon, Wisconsin, at a, a carnival, and this roller coaster had a mechanical failure, and the riders were trapped upside down for several hours. And uh, I think in total, it took almost four hours. And they were when they say stuck, they were stuck. And this was a loop, and they were stuck at the top of the loop. And yeah, they basically were hanging upside down. From this, and I believe, according to the math that I did, it took almost four hours to get everyone out. The first person came down after almost two hours. Part of the problem was they needed to try and get like firefighters, and there was no one like close by, so they had to call them in from other locations in other counties. Right. So it took them time to get there. They and needed then they had to figure out how to get people down. They needed a ladder truck that could go at least a hundred feet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In the air, and then and then yeah, and then they had to figure out okay, how are we doing this? Yeah, and if you look at the video that's on this, they've got one, they got the ladder that's up there, and then they've got another ladder with like a like a one of those cherry picker boxes, and they're I what looks like is they're undoing the mechanism, and I'm guessing they're catching the person or propping them up, and then like twisting them and bringing them down into the thing, which again would freak me the fuck out because. You're a hundred feet in the air, upside down, being held in by this harness, and now they're like, "Okay, we're gonna undo your harness." Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, right. You're like, no, thank I you. I don't trust the lap bar. You're like, sir, the <laughs> lap bar is the least of your worries right now. <laughs> um, and apparently, um, there was a younger girl who told the rescuers to unstrap an older man first because he was visibly struggling and appeared to have passed out. So basically, this girl was like, leave me in here, get this guy out first. Because, yeah, that's, I think that's, you know, this is apparently one of the, the folks said that little girl deserves a medal of courage for sure. I I agree. Way 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Mechanical well, failure is these... still unclear, too. Well, and then I just want to know. I just I'm I'm trying to put myself in the position of being of being up there. Like, would you sue? Would you sue the? Because that's the first thing my mind goes to. Like, I want to know if any of these people are taking any sort of action against. Because again, if you're an old man and you're passing out up there, and it says in here, like five of these potentially five of these passengers were children. If I was the parent, let me. Oh, let's. You're a parent. If Natalie was stuck upside down a hundred feet plus a hundred plus feet in the air for four hours. Would you be looking? Would you be looking to come after the carnival? 
hey, let's not tell Jill about this story, okay? Just just don't tell her about this because it'll be already, our secret. She already gets freaked out uh, when she go. We go to the carnival in our town. When she looks at some of the older kid rides, and she's just uh-huh. like, "I just don't want to know if Natalie goes on them." <laughs> so she's she, not she got goes, the stomach goes, for it. I don't want to know. Does I Jill just, like I'm, roller coasters herself? She likes roller coasters, okay. but the, my my the reason what I'm saying is this was at a a county festival. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like a. This place is open year round in one spot. It's know? not Six Flags. It's not Six Flags. Right. It's not Disney World. It's this is a movable fair. Right. And so with that comes a certain amount of assumed risk. All right. People I always joke saying. about this stuff. When you look at it, you're like, man, how'd this that shit looks, get put up in one day? You know, that like janky as shit. You know, like yeah. uh, you know, so to some extent I would say when you say what, what what action would I take? I'd be like, listen, to some degree, I knew this was a possibility. We- <laughs> this is a county fucking fair right here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, yep, that's and, fair. And what's crazy, too, is um, they said that this had just been recently inspected, too. Um, the operator told the rescue crews that the ride had been inspected on site by state authorities. As a Jeez. standard safety procedure. So it had already been ins- inspected. And this wasn't a case of like, well, they didn't bolt it down. So it was wiggling a lot. For whatever reason, the right. ride just stopped. And there's just like they couldn't get it to move. So while that is concerning, it's not like I've Jared, that fucking delight of an Australian. When I you know mentioned like, yeah, we're going to a carnival. He sent me like something from Indiana where these kids are riding this janky ass fucking a uh, roller coaster like for kids and this thing was bare it was like on a couple things of wood and I was it was going by it was like shaking back and forth I'm like don't fucking send that shit to me don't send Share that shit it. to me like we come get on. it America sucks we get it I know it. I know like yeah, there's always <laughs> an assumed sort of like how well constructed is this thing you know um and to be fair these these folks don't want this to happen either the people that are operating it <clears throat> no that's not like good no, it's not good for anybody. No. So would I sue them? Probably not. Um, for my personally, if Natalie was traumatized from it, maybe I don't know. But I'd also be like, hey, we know what we're doing here, right? Like that's we- that is a very fair point that you bring up. That you in specifically in something like this, you you're assuming a certain amount of risk. That is an extremely fair point. If it you was know who just answered that, that question, up. Justin was Practical Doug. That's was that Practical that Doug? Yeah, that was right. Practical Doug. Well, we so. did a Practical Doug already. Then there we go. You know, it's like would <laughs> do, I? <laughs> do you like roller coasters? I do. I wish I could stomach them more. I just can't. Like it's, I, it's. I always heard as you get older, yeah, you can't handle them as much. And there's certain rides where I'm like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. Like I okay. just, I can't do it. But for the most part, I don't mind them. Would I go to the county fair and ride on one? Probably not. Um, a couple of reasons. One, once you go to some of the best amusement parks in the world, it's hard to go to the county fair and be like, yay, you cool. know, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's unfortunate. It's like seeing a fireworks display at Disney World and you're like, cool, now let's go watch the one in Kirksville, Missouri, you know, right. <laughs> where Toothless Dan and Fingerless Frank, you know, fire off a couple of bottle rockets, you know, and try not to kill everybody. Right. And um, old Jeb is over there playing the banjo. That's the yeah. musical accompaniment. Exactly. Um, you know, so sometimes it's, it's difficult to look at those and be like, you know, I'm like, mm, I've ridden better, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but in general, like I do enjoy amusement parks. I do enjoy, you know, 
rides and things of that nature, but I also have experienced them at a level that is like su- superior level of professionalism and yeah. the way that they were built and things like that. So, yeah, if I were to go to the uh, Forest County, or what is this place? It's the uh, Forest County Festival in yeah. Crandon, Wisconsin. Probably wouldn't ride this ride. So the next time you're up in Crandon, Wisconsin, check out the Forest County Festival. Yeah, hard pass, hard yeah. pass. So I don't think I've been to one of these type of things since I was in high school. To be honest, yeah. I cannot remember the last time I was at a local at a local uh, carnival. I'm now trying, I I think it was like like September. We had something in Schaumburg called September Fest. I think sure. that was the last time. Yeah, there is a janky ass festival in Polo, Illinois, in Jill's hometown. Do it tell. Was, it was called Polo uh, Town and Country Days. And boy, was that some janky ass shit that was put up there. I feel like what you're saying is that Mind Gap needs to do a road trip. Dude, and I don't want to go. To I know. Broadcast I've been there. While on, whilst on some of these janky ass rides. No, I. if you're saying we should go to Polo Town and Country Days, I've been there far too many times. Yeah. And I don't want to go back there. There's no need to. Especially like when I found out, I'm like, oh, my hometown, like my town that I'm in now does does one. And I went from like Polo Town and Country Days where they will swindle you out of the games yeah. that you're playing there to this one where people wear uniforms and all the prices are listed and pretty much every kid wins a fucking prize. And it's like clean. and That's in your current town? Yeah, it's amazing. Really? It's okay. so awesome. And, and we get excited for it every year. Like they, they have, I think pretty much almost all the burbs like have some sort of festival. You could probably go every weekend and find a festival where people are doing like some sort of carnival. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Right. I, take, I, I like love that. that. And I love this being a part of like Natalie every year. Like Natalie's like, the carnival. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go and do that. And it's so much fun. We have so much fun doing it. It's um, I get excited because I'm like, we're creating core memories Yeah. as we go and do this stuff. It's super exciting. I'm not riding on that shit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Dad will go. Do you? So we've said no to uh, deep fried Oreos, funnel cake. Are you are you down for some funnel cake? Like, what do you do at the carnival other than just watch Natalie go on the rides, or is that all you do? I honestly, that's what I do. Like, there's yeah. In past years, I've gone on a couple rides with her just because Jill's like, I I can't because well, also I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna fit in this shit. There's no way. Yeah. Like that's the other reason I was wondering yeah. if you liked roller coasters because you always talk about how your side impedes impedes you from doing things. Like now that I've lost some weight, I sure. feel more comfortable on them. But um, for some of the stuff, I look at it, I'm like, there's no way I'm fucking fitting in there, especially for like the kids' rides. I'm like, yeah. no, there's no, no way, there's no way I can do this. Um, but I'm definitely more adventurous and, and whatever. But when it comes to this stuff, I'm like, eh, this stuff gets packed up every couple of days and shipped yeah. somewhere else. I'm like, mm, I'd rather not. I'd rather not ride on this thing. Um, yeah. Um, funnel cakes. I don't mind them. But honestly, again, it's like getting older. I'm like, I'd rather eat something else. Yeah. I'd rather find something else to eat. It just it doesn't do. It feels I feel gross when I eat them now. So you're going to a festival. I know you you usually roll with like a carton of strawberries and some celery sticks and, you know, a whole big like feed bag of oats that you put around yourself. <laughs> what are you eating at a festival? What do you eat when you go to a carny? A carny uh, uh, he- heaven. <laughs> they Well, the one that we have here is they have like a lot of local restaurants and stuff that'll set up shop and have some stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. There's like, they'll have like tamales and some other thing. But if we're talking like classic carnival food, um, I'll probably go for something sweeter because I've had some of their warm food. It's, it's, it's 
you know, even for like, I'll get mozzarella sticks. It feels pretty lame for mozzarella sticks. Yeah. You know, corn dog. You gotta love a corn dog. You know, see, corn dog is one hundred percent every time I go to. Gotta I, have like, a corn dog, man. It's really hard to fuck up a corn dog. I get excited because Natalie like gets a corn dog, and I'm like, she's not gonna finish this. And she's like, Dad, I can't finish it. I'm like, give it here. Okay. You know, yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone, baby. Um, uh, you know, sometimes they have like cheese curds or something like that, which is always fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I love a candy apple, you know, caramel See, apple. See, I've never gotten into the candy apple. Like, I've, I've, I'll eat them if they're around, but I never have like a, you know what I could go for? Fucking candy apple. Yeah, caramel apples, I definitely, that used to be a uh, tradition for a little bit when I went down to Disney World, and they yeah. had like all those caramel apples. I'm like, I'm getting one of those, but they also got a little too crazy with them. Oh, it's almost they? like getting a crazy donut where you're like, I don't need all this shit on it. Just right. give me a straight up. And you know, sprinkles. They're like, this one's dipped in white chocolate and has Oreos on it and whipped cream with a cherry on top. I'm like, fuck, how am I even supposed to eat this? Like, you're like, there's honestly, still an apple inside here, right? Uh, even like practical Doug's like, I don't know if I could get this just because I don't know how I'm going to consume this like in a clean way. This seems like a disaster, you know? Yeah. Like, it's oh, like any know, sandwich at 11th, uh, 11 City Diner. Right. How am I going to consume this? It's just know, impossible. Man. Unless right, you're Scooby and you can unhinge your jaw. All right. I got a question for you, Justin. So you don't like heights. Correct. You don't really like roller coasters. Again, I I like them after the initial drop. Right. So yeah. it's kind of thing where I'm okay with speed. Yeah. But that initial height is getting is stuck upside down uh-huh. for you for four hours would seem like a pretty brutal experience, yeah? I would not enjoy that. Cool. All right. Would you rather oh boy. get stuck upside down like this situation uh-huh. in the fireball upside down for four hours? You're the last right. one off, or would you spend the night in your current bedroom knowing that lurking somewhere in there is a huntsman spider? Oh, God. <laughs> Make your choice, sir. Make your choice. I'm hanging upside down. I got to do the upside down. <laughs> I, for anyone who's ever questioned my level of disdain for spiders, this is it. I'd rather hang upside down from a roller coaster for four hours than just try and sleep knowing that somewhere there's a huntsman spider waiting to murder I said you had to, to sleep. Me. I said you had to spend the night. <laughs> Can I have the lights on? Sure. Oh, that changes things. I thought I was just like, you got to curl up and you got to try to go to bed now. Lights off. I mean, I can... the lights may short out every so often. <laughs> you know? Oh, if Okay, so if I can... <laughs> If I can have the lights on and I can, uh, and I don't, I don't ha- I'm not forced to go to sleep. No one slipped me anything. Uh, I, I'll go for the room with the spider because I'm, I'm going to be vigilant. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. It's a minimum of seven hours. In the you room. You can go in the room. You could go yeah. extra credit if you want, I guess, you know, okay. so whatever. Um, and every two hours within a two hour window. <laughs> The, the lights will shut off for 10 minutes. Ah! You don't know when. It's random. In the two-hour window, they'll shut off for 10 minutes. So it could be at the end of the two hours and then 10 minutes into the next hour. So I got 20 minutes of darkness. It's never 20 minutes like back-to-back. There will be a break in between them. But Okay. All right. But they will. In, in, a, in a block of two hours, two-hour time, the lights will shut off and it will be pitch black. Okay. Well, I have to assume, let's talk this through. I have to assume 
that the Huntsman Spider is not necessarily like after me. Is it like the super, the hyper intelligent snail that's got a million dollars and is always crawling towards me? Is it that, <laughs> it is that kind of thing? <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, listen, I'm not going to make this too supernatural in okay. the sense of like you're. You're in a room with a huntsman spider. A right? tungsten like, ball. That's my answer. <laughs> a tungsten ball. I'm in a tungsten ball like a hamster and I will die there. I will suffocate inside <laughs> of a tungsten ball. So, okay. So, yeah, he's not He's not hyper intelligent. He's, hunt, he's actually hunting me. No. This is just a huntsman spider who's yeah. acting like a normal spider. Listen, the, yeah. the other option is a reasonable upside down for four hours. This one's a reasonable stay in a room. Your current room with the Huntsman right. Spider for seven hours. This room right here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I could, yeah. And every, I don't know, man. The, in a block uh, of two hours, the lights will go out for 10 minutes. That's two, four. So it's three, three times the lights go out. Maybe. Maybe four, depending on that, you know, that last seventh hour, you know, you know, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. true. Up to Um, four times. Up to four times. So up to 40 minutes of darkness. (laughs) (laughs) When you put it that way. (laughs) Um, I got to go spider. I got to go in the room with the spider. Because you're letting me have the lights on for the majority of that two hour block. I think I can. I think I can make it work with the huntsman. You know, let me just look up Huntsman Spider. Hold on. Yeah, do that. Do that. (gasps) That thing's huge. Yeah, it's one of the largest. Yeah, no, that's a fake one. Sorry. Okay. No, these are these these are one of the largest spiders, like wingspan wise. I feel like it's on me right now. I don't. That can't be right. Yeah, they're huge. Is that right? I'm hanging upside down. Fuck it. Final answer. (laughs) I'm hanging upside down. That's it. We're not doing this. We're not. No, fuck this spider. This spider should be eradicated off the face of the earth. I'm going to hashtag kill the huntsman. All right. (laughs) No. No. I'm impressed that you're for a second considering. You're considering it. No. But Justin, you asked the wrong question. What did I? Why? Can I kill it? That's the question they ask. Can I kill it? Do I have, am I equipped with any weapons? Do I have a crossbow? You got your fist, baby. You got your, you got I your, can just fucking you put your up your You got your fist and you got your feet. If you stomp, you better fucking land on it. <laughs> I'm swinging, Huntsman. You ever do that when you're killing a, like a spider or insect and you're like, oh God, I don't even want to crush it. Cause you're like, it feels weird. Cause you still, even if you're like holding it through like a paper tower Kleenex, like I'm still going to like feel its body. Feel it. Do you ever, do you ever feel like that? Yeah. You're just like, uh, I'm like, ah, and I have to crunch it. I'm like, I'm like, ah. I, I mean, nine times out of 10, I will usually kill it against the wall, then clean the wall. <laughs> like I won't, I won't try to pluck it. Cause I know if I try to pluck and miss, then we got issues. Cause now I've got a vengeful spider on my hands. Yeah. So that thing, it's flat against the wall. It's getting crushed. Then you scoop and you make sure it's dead. What do you and crush it with? You, you crush it with like a clean paper or towel. Yeah, but see, even then, you gotta touch its like you gotta squish its body. You like gotta, you know. True, but if you fold the paper towel enough times, ah, yeah, that's right. You, you got some more padding. Of a barrier. Yeah, yeah, you, you get some barrier. padding there. I look. And do you ever push anyone, it and then just push like insanely hard and twist? Like you're gonna die this time. There's no uh, coming back, man. 
I've found that if there's a bug on the floor and I go to, yeah. to hit it, I don't know why, but I hit it as hard as I can. And then my hand usually ends up hurting. And I don't know why I did that. Because it doesn't take that much pressure to kill the fucking bug. You're like, this has to die on this strike. <laughs> I preemptive strike. Yeah. If I don't kill it this time, yeah. there's a chance there could be a reprisal. That's and right. I won't have it. I need to roll a nat 20. I need to yes. crit this and kill I'm this gonna, fucking thing I'm now. I'm destroy this motherfucker. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. If you so look, Practical Doug, there's a channel on our Discord for Ask Practical Doug. There's another channel that we're going to create in our Discord for uh, anything you need to know about killing insects. All right. Yes. And you, I'll, I got your back because I've done it all. We'll call it insecticide, it's, you know? Oof. Well, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that uh, you 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 went through that whole thing, and yep. uh, yeah, I think that would this, these would be two horrifying options for you. I would I would not be I wouldn't be thrilled with either. I would be very yeah. upset on both. But I feel like this now that we're talking it through, being trapped uh, with a spider that large in a room, uh, just knowing that it's in there, I, that ten minutes would be excruciatingly long. That um, yeah, that psychological part yeah. of that. Would be horrifying. It'd be a yeah. psychologically horrifying being upside down as well. Absolutely. For that amount yeah. of time. And here's the thing, Justin. Who's to say there's not a spider on the roller coaster? I mean, who knows, <laughs> right? I mean, who knows? That wasn't part of this. I can't control nature, Justin. It could happen. I, this is why I'll never go to a carnival in <laughs> Australia, Doug. <laughs> Actually, it's it's wasps. It's a nest of wasps. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I can't get out of here. They're stinging me. <laughs> Over and over and over again. They're not like the bees. They're worse. <laughs> They're worse. Not uh, the wasps. Oh, the wasps. Why? Yeah. Oh, oh God. man. Well, I, Thank you for that. I always appreciate you pitting uh, my worst fears against each other. That warms my heart. Genuinely. We talked about this last means, week. Because it means you know who I am. We talked about this last week. How I like to pimp people out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I enjoy other people's discomfort in that way. And for the record, I thought about this earlier today and I was Did like, you? I'm going to work this into this conversation. I'm going to bring this up and see how I can <laughs> get Justin to respond to this and see if uh. we can put him through. And honestly, I appreciate you giving it a, a real honest and earnest walkthrough in your mind about which one you would rather put up with. <laughs> I will always uh, I will always give it a good, honest think. That's good. Yes. That's good. Yes. Um, tell you what, that was fun, motherfucker. Um, I don't know. Do we have time? I, I was just thinking. I'm like, uh, yeah, that uh, that's scary. You know what else is scary? Violence in movies. I was yeah. gonna try that, but let's do you know, that one. I think we have time very, for that. That's it's quick enough. We don't have a ton to say about it, right? Yeah. Um, you put this one on the list. Uh, tell me, tell me, I what, did. What, what are you thinking? Okay, so. For those of you who don't know, Doug, and you've, I, I think we talked about this briefly when this movie initially came out because there were reports of people, you know, getting sick and having to be wheeled out of the theater because they were so disgusted and they couldn't handle it. The Terrifier 2, or just mm -hmm. Terrifier 2, excuse me, not The Terrifier. And uh, it's about this clown called Art the Clown, and he's just completely sadistic and demonic and... I guess Terrifier 2 is the third time he's appeared in, in this franchise or whatever. And Terrifier Wait, 1... How can it be there the was, third time if there's only two movies? There was another one that was a... There was a, the first movie, I can't remember what it was called, but the first movie 
was an anthology film where Ah. they watched, it was a babysitter and two kids and they were watching this tape and it was Art the Cl- it was three stories of Art the Clown killing people, and then at the end he appeared in the house and killed the kids and killed her and blah, blah, blah. Um, second one was called Terrifier, and it was about Art the Clown doing something else. Terrifier two was the return of Art the Clown, and as I understand it, there's going to be Terrifier three and four. So yeah. they're working on a whole fucking franchise of this thing. Um, that being said. Terrifier 1 had a, a horrendous murder in it. Terrifier 2, this dude was like, I need to fucking ramp this up. And the scene that specifically, there's a bunch, it's, it, it's, all, it's all torture porn. Um, but there's a specific scene, and I, I don't want to go into, speci- I don't want to go into details uh, about it. Don't want to spoil this movie. But needless to say... It is uh, extremely graphic, extremely disturbing, and uh, it just straight up gross. So it made me start thinking. And I, the reason I sought this out was because I was like, um, well, I saw I that it been was hard in weeks, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I got to get myself. Um, no, I was thinking I saw that it was it was on Peacock and I was like, OK, cool. I mean, uh, let me just see go, why peacock. it's on Peacock. Right? Great, great grab, Peacock. <laughs> so it was on there. I'm like, well, it's, I don't have to pay for it. Brilliant. OK. Uh, and I'm curious enough to just see what this scene is that everyone was talking about. So I scrubbed through and just found the gross parts. And <laughs> as I was watching it, it made me think like. Is the first time that I ever had the thought, like, does this director hate women because like mm. it, it uh, i mean most of the violence is directed at women in the film and to the point where i was like this i could see like real fucking sadistic people getting off on this it truly was the definition of like torture porn and it's the very first time that i've ever had that thought of is there such a thing as too much violence in movies is that a thing because we've talked about like censorship and violence in video games and people are like it's too much and kids can't handle it after seeing this, this is the very first time that I thought this was unnecessary. Yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to pick your brain about, do you think that too much violence is a thing? Or do you think, again, it's just like, if you don't like it, don't watch it? Well, I just want to note that in 2023, Terrifier 2 was nominated for multiple Dead Meat Horror Awards. Yeah. <laughs> People love this, man. It, it, from a box office standpoint, I think it was made for peanuts. And it, I yeah. think it's grossed over like, 11 15 million dollars something like that yeah it's it's a huge it's uh, yeah it's a huge deal i'm gonna pull that up real quick here just because i'm curious terrifier here we go budget was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. this is terrifier <laughs> 2 by the way two hundred fifty thousand thousand dollars and it made 15 million dollars at the box office wow that's yeah. impressive it's made uh wow let's see. yeah dear god so needless man. to say why not keep making these things? Because you're getting a return on investment, obviously. Yeah, anyway, going back to your main question, is there such thing as too much violence? I mean, again, I think it depends on who you are. Like, apparently a lot of people like this. It got a pretty decent score, I think, on yeah. um, Rotten Tomatoes. is 85% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that's impressive. Like, that's wild. Um, again, people... Yeah, I'm just going to go to the... Are you on Rotten Tomatoes or on... Uh 
I'm still Wiki, on the Wikipedia. Yeah, article. 85 85 percent certified fresh from the critics, 80 percent audience. So like, mm-hmm. it's usually you'll see a discrepancy, you know, on one side or the other, but it is very consistently like. <laughs> Lauded is a good fucking movie, which I just, I don't get it. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, there's a, one of the the critical consensus is Terrifier 2 outdoes the original in every way, which makes it bad news for the squeamish, but bloody good for genre enthusiasts. So I think that's a good summation of this. Like, if you're in to this type of genre, then yeah. this is, this is you know, right up your alley. I would hate to, you know, again, I'm not into censorship and stuff like that. That's not a a movie that's for me at all. Yeah. So I have zero interest. And honestly, horror movies in general, it takes a lot for me to to watch them. I think the last one I saw was probably Midsummer, which okay. uh I that enjoyed was, it. Yeah, it was like part terror, part psychological thrill. Like it was yeah. yeah. The one before that, Hereditary by the same director, that one fucked me up. Still See, fucks me up. <laughs> I've had I have I've been wanting to dip my toes into hereditary and so I've heard a lot of people say that and then there are other people who I've heard say it is completely overblown how how amazing that movie is. And so now I'm very interested because I usually if there's a consensus that's what I'll hang my hat on, but now that people are split, now that I'm finding people who are split rather, I have to know for myself. I think it depends. Like for me, I'm not a typical horror watcher because sure. i find them all to be cut from the same cloth which is you could say doug that's every movie you're right it's true but when it comes to horror Marvel, like, I doug i don't give a shit about slashers yeah i don't give a shit about most of the things i especially better not be some sort of religious horror bullshit i don't give a shit about ghosts yeah uh aside from poltergeist the original poltergeist you know all movie about was squirrels. awesome fantastic yeah. squirrels um but Hereditary threw me for a loop because it had a unique premise, I thought. And it seemed like a real mystery. And it was very heavy in some ways. And it was, it was, that one just, when it was done, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I need to talk to somebody about this. Like, <laughs> it was, it was, now, uh, not rushing back to go, to go watch it again. That's for sure. Um, okay. But I, I do give it good praises. But that movie had some graphic moments where I was like, holy shit. Um, but I mean, getting back to the point where, again, I feel like, you know, this movie is not for me. Um, yeah. I would easily fall into the camp of like, yeah, this is too gory. It seems unnecessary. The whole point of it is to be gross. Exactly. Um, but there's, I know there's a lot of different horror fans out there, like genres and stuff where people are like, oh, I love this shit. You know, like yeah. this is, this is a movie because I understand what it is. It's like, there's so many different types of anime, right? There's like the, uh, the child hero, you know, that gets powerful and, and becomes amazing. And then there's like um, other stuff that's like, you know, day in the life anime. There's like all sorts of shit. Like there's all these different subgenres, and it's no different with horror. And for me personally, I'm like, nah, I don't need to see this movie. Yeah. Where people basically just get brutally murdered <clears throat> by this creature. I'm like, yeah, hard pass. That doesn't do anything for me. That's not something that I find interesting. Just like I don't find Fast and Furious interesting either. Like, that's not for me. I'm not right. saying they're the same thing. I'm just saying, like, that genre of movie doesn't do anything for me. It's so. just multiple genres, multiple types of movies that you're not, that, yeah. that do not speak to you whatsoever. Right. No. And that's, yeah. I'll say, look, I'm, I'm also want to be very clear. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that this director does hate women. I'm just, it's, it's one of those things where I was like, why is all of the violence focused on? Because usually it's something, and this is probably not a good thing, but usually I'm blind to 
you know, who the violence is focused on. People make the like, oh, this was very violent towards women. I'm like, ah, shit, I, I didn't catch that. This one was so abundantly clear to me. It was just the first time that I've ever been aware of it. So I, it just, it really threw me. It's the first time that a movie has made me think in this way. Because usually I'm the same. I'm like, eh, it exists and people like it, whatever. And maybe it's because, and here's the other thing, maybe it's because I don't seek these movies out. So seeing this was a shock to the system because, you know, maybe there's a ton of movies out there like that, but I don't, I don't go watch them. So, you know, this, this may, this may be par for the course. And maybe it's just me having a little like an eye-opening moment because I don't normally, I don't normally seek these out. It feels like Uh, it may be like a trope as well, you know, because I know a lot of the 80s slashers and things like that, a lot of the times, you know, women were being chased by the killer sure. yeah. and, and, you know, brutalized and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's a great question to ask, you know, is there a reason for it or is it just fun? You know, yeah. like is what's what's the what's the purpose behind that? You know, is it in the eye of the viewer? I don't know. That's a great I question. will. I will give humongous credit from a filmmaking standpoint to the filmmaker on this, uh, the, the writer director uh, for what he pulled off. Um, special effects wise or practical effects, effects wise, you know, like the mix of practical and, and what el- whatever else he did with prosthetics and rigging things up for the budget he had massive kudos for what he yeah. pulled off. It was, uh, it, it got, it drove the point home for, for a, a micro, uh, it's not even a micro budget. That is the, uh, the next tier down from SAG yeah. standards. So yeah, it's, a. Uh, Good, good on, good on him from a from for being able to go stretch that money like you stretched the skin. I, I, I'm impressed with people that can pull that stuff off, especially yeah. when it comes to things like this, because this does require a lot of practical effects in most oh, cases. Oh, very much. You know? yeah. and to pull it off and be scary, like people, yeah. people believe it. I mean, people were getting sick and passing out yeah. while watching <laughs> this, so people truly believed it. So, yeah, I say kudos for the element of producing and creating this film with a minimal budget, you know, to to be able to do that. I think that's a huge, huge accomplishment. You know, I love this like sequel. It's like, Oh yeah. Terrifier three is planned, uh, but it's getting so big that it could be potentially split into part four. Right. Cause he doesn't want to make another two hour and 20 minute movie. I'm like, really? Is there that (laughs) much to explore with this? It's like, yeah, "Yeah, man, art, the clown. There's like so many different ways we can, you know, check this out, you know, like, Oh, this has been updated. Yeah. Principal photography commenced on uh, July of 2023. Yeah. So they're getting started on it. Well, there you go. Fan fucking <laughs> Yeah, But audience weigh in too on any of our social media channels, on YouTube, on Instagram, wherever you, uh, wherever you happen to see this. Uh, let us know. Have you seen this? Did you like it? Did you think it was egregiously violent? Uh, do you think there is such a thing as too much violence? What are your thoughts on this in general? We just want to hear your uh, opinions and have the conversation. That's what this is all about here. Yeah, for sure. Let us know. And if you've seen it, did you like it? Did you not? Give us the scoop. Yeah. Give us the scoop. Give us the scoop. Give us the scoop. Doop, 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 doop. That's a great theme song. You know what else is a great theme song? You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Practical, practical, ask practical Doug. Ow! Even though we've already done two, technically two, ask practical Dougs, I asked you, is there too much violence? And uh, is mm. there such a thing as too much violence? And then earlier, there was another one, and I can't remember what it was, but 
Yeah, it's basically you know, would I get on that roller coaster? You know, that's yeah, that's it. Or would you eat a deep fried Oreo? Yeah. So we've had a ton of Ash Practical Dugs, but this Ash Practical Doug is special. So if you've never been here before for this segment, there's a small Doug who lives inside Big Doug, and that small Doug is known as Practical Doug, and he's very practical. And if you want to ask Practical Doug a question on any social media at MindGap Podcast, hashtag Ask Practical Doug, or you can join our Discord. And there's a specific channel for Ask Practical Doug where you can ask and he will answer. If you're very lucky, you might get an Ask Practical Doug on the show. But today we're going back to the well known as Reddit's Am I the Asshole subreddit. Oh my God, Uh, I'm going to (laughs) buff. And this one is fun. Uh, Doug, this individual wants to know, am I the asshole? A canceled flight caused chaos at an airport. A woman with kids wants to cut the line to speak to an airline agent. So here's the context. Everyone had to deplane and get their luggage from, uh, from, from baggage claim, make their way to the support desk. They were waiting in line for 45 minutes. This individual was next. A woman cut in front of them. I kindly tell her, excuse me, I was waiting in line and I was next. She looks at me and she goes, do you have kids? No? Then show empathy. The airline rep felt bad, helped us both in parallel this person's take is that if she had two, taken two seconds to ask if she could cut, this person would have unequivocally said, yes, no doubt about it. I do not doubt being in a situation like this with kids is very difficult. It is the entitlement that ticked me off. Do not weaponize your kids like this. Everyone has shit going on. Your shit just happens to be kids. I was trying my best to get on the next flight out quickly to visit my sick family. Everyone has their own shit. So Doug... Are they the asshole? Uh, I don't know. They didn't really do anything. <laughs> they didn't. I don't know. Are they asking if the woman's the asshole? Now that I read that, no, I was like, wait a second. Asking, yeah, they're like, am I the asshole? Because I guess they felt annoyed by it. Did they cancel the flight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like, cause yeah. I don't, I didn't see anything that it they not, really yeah. did. You know, I mean, I guess, I, yeah, I, guess exactly, I guess for saying, excuse me, I was waiting in line was, and I was next. Am I the asshole go. for yeah. saying that? I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. Um, this has always bothered me about parents, and I'm a parent, so I can talk about this. Um, ever, ever since I lived in the city, and I would watch as parents would double oh, and triple park. The the old daycare of, pickup outside of daycares, and they would clog a very busy street, State Street, because yep. they have to go. And listen, I get it, right? If you're picking up your kid, especially if they're like an infant and you have to get them in a car seat and you got to do all that sort of stuff. But also I'm like, that's part of the job. Sure. Part of the job is figuring out how to do that. But that does not entitle you to double and triple park and block everyone else because you have to get your kid. Right. Like that's that's always bugged me. That's always rubbed me the wrong way where people just have this thing where they're like, well, I have kids. I'm like, "Okay, congratulations, (laughs) you know. Before I had kids, I'm like, good job. You right. know, I don't fucking care. You know, and that's not to sound selfish. It's just there's this idea. It's like, well, I have kids. What am I going to do? And I'm like that. Listen, I've got a seven year old. I fucking figured shit out. OK, yeah. I figured out how to operate stuff with my one kid. All right. I don't have three. I understand things get infinitely more complicated when you have more. But in a situation like this. If our flight got canceled at an airport and we have to go get our bags and we have to fucking wait in line, guess what we're going to do? We're going to fucking wait in line. I'm not going to cut in front of everyone and be like, I have a seven-year-old, 
so I got to go to the front of the line. You'll understand because I have a kid. Right. It's like, no, we're going to wait in line like everybody else. And I'm going to, and this is an opportunity to teach Natalie, like, hey, this sucks. And we're going to have to get through this. And Natalie actually has been through stuff like this before, like where we just have to like tough it out. When we went to, uh, we flew out on spring break this past year where all of Chicago and all the suburbs have spring break at the exact same fucking time. And we flew out of <laughs> O'Hare Airport. Yeah. One of the busiest Orlando. in the country. Yeah. It was a goddamn nightmare. Absolute shit show. And I told Natalie, I'm like, hey, we're going to have to just tough this out. All right. We got to get through security. It's a fucking nightmare. People were being stupid. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point someone was trying to come through with one of the, like motorized you know, carts with luggage and they're trying to get people to clear away. So like I was stopping. I was like telling people I'm like, hey, like make room like you guys got to get out of the way. And Jill tried to stop this guy from getting run over. And this guy just goes, hey, don't tell me what to do. And she goes, tell you what to do. I told you multiple times that this yeah. thing was coming and you wouldn't do anything. He's like, yeah, well, you shouldn't tell me what to do. She goes, you know what? I'll let you get run over next time. How's that sound? And I was just like, and we're off. We just got here. We're off. <laughs> and we're off and running. here we go. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it's just, you know, the people were just, it was a fucking nightmare. It was an absolute shit show. And I just turned to Natalie. I'm like, this sucks for all of us, but we're going to get through this together. Yeah. And we're going to figure this out. We're going to go through the line. We're going to follow the instructions. We're going to do this stuff. We're going to get through it. And that's what you do. And because that's something that, like, if you're traveling with kids, you have to know that things are, the difficulty level gets ramped up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you've got to be prepared for that. That doesn't give you right of way. That doesn't give you any sort of leg up. Be like, because I have kids. That's just, that's the deck you're playing with. Okay. That's the deck that, and I would also argue it's the deck you've chosen to play with. So, you know, that is what it is. So in a situation like this, that is hyper, you know, I'd say accelerated with stress yeah. and, and, and emotions. It's extra challenging with a kid who may not understand what's going on and what you have to do. And they're like hungry and they have to go pee. And uh, yeah, added difficulty that does not give you the right to cut in line right. at the fucking airport desk, which by the way, I would hate to be the person working at that support desk. Right. That would be a fucking in, nightmare. In general... Take this yeah. situation out of it, just in general. Where they them. probably had nothing to do with them with the problem, <laughs> no, but they got to help these people with how they're going to get their next flight. And you they know, have to smile, yeah, and they have to, yeah, absolutely. So no cool. to this poster. Uh, log log in, no, please log in now, please. Uh, you are not the asshole. Congratulations. It is decided. I also like one of the first comments here by It's a Me Mario. It says, "Not the asshole. Kids aren't a fast pass at Disneyland. They don't entitle their parents to do to anything more than anyone else." I was yeah. Like, yes. I, I I cannot argue against that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so true. You don't you don't get you don't get a fast pass. Sorry. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry. Done. Get back in line. Oh. All right, Justin. <laughs> what do you what do you got to recommend this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend Human Resources Season 2 on Netflix. So this is from the creators of Big Mouth. Uh, Human Resources follows the um, follows the, uh, the, the the hormone monster and the uh, love bug and all the little creatures that we met in uh, Big Mouth. And then some, it follows them to their world and it happens in their workplace. It happens in their office and... In, they've got a human resource department and how does it's basically it's a workplace comedy with all these uh, horrendous creatures 
we're sucking and fucking and, and you know, all the hormone monsters are allowed to run free. It's very funny. Only two seasons. Um, season two was released a little a couple months ago. Um, took me a little while to get into season one, but I pushed through and I was like, oh, by the end, I'm like, this is, I like this. Season two just ate it up. And there was at least two episodes in each season where I was like, oh, man, they got me in the feels on that one. I didn't expect Aww. that. Um, there was specifically Henry Winkler plays uh, the embodiment of grief. And he's Keith oh, from wow. Grief. And uh, he he's just a sweater, uh, you're <laughs> like a big fl- a fluffy sweater that he appears on you when you're feeling sad. You're and uh, his first appearance in season one was Ended up being incredible, and he comes back this season, and it's just really good. I would say, uh, if you're a fan of Big Mouth, this is a really great se- uh, series, and it's only two seasons, so they're not going to kind of run into the ground like they have with Big Mouth. Uh, I think season one of Big Mouth, season two were groundbreaking, and then it's kind of started to lose its steam yeah. a little bit. Human Resources was a nice refresher in this world, so um, very digestible, very funny. Give it a shot. On Netflix. Doug, what do you guess? Uh, I finally watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And, Ooh, uh, now is this got, is it an indie film or what is this? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a horror. It's a torture porn film. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Terrifier, I heard, rips off from it, you know? Really? Oh, that's, yeah. see, I hate when they do that. That's what I heard. Uh, no, I finally got to check it out. I didn't get to go see it at the theater. And part of it because, I think I said before, like Jill... Made me feel bad one time when I went to see the Hulk the way back in the day without her. And she's like, I want to see that movie. So like, I always want to be like, are you sure? And she yeah. just was like, I don't need to see a third one of this. And she didn't really <laughs> say that, though. She yeah. just was like not enthused about going. And so I kept waiting and I didn't get to go see it. And then she was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking buy this. We're having family movie night. Let's watch yeah. this. And she's like, mm, I guess I'll watch. And she at the end of it, she goes, you know what? I didn't think I needed that. And that was a weird movie, but I really liked it. And I was like, <laughs> "That was See? a weird movie." See, okay, um, yeah, it was it was a little weird, but in a good way. And okay. uh, it's got Love a lot and of Thunder? heart. Love and Thunder weird or not? I mean, it's James Gunn weird. Got it. You know, okay. that's it. It's, that, it's got own it. quirky ways, um, but it's got a lot of heart. Cool. Um, there's a, there's a couple of like phenomenal like acting performances in it. Nice. I was like, holy shit, that's pretty wild. Really great heartwarming and also gut-wrenching moments in it and uh solid solid film it was it's it felt i've heard people say it's like a fantastic trilogy yeah uh, and i was like i agree that all cool. th- it, it does a good job of wrapping up like that trilogy very nice. very well i i really enjoyed it and uh you know listen marvel fatigue is a real thing i've got it um, but that was a movie that I'm like, it's solid. You should all yeah. check it out for sure. I think I think you'll enjoy it. If you've enjoyed the other Guardians films, you'll like this one a lot. It's very love good. it. Absolutely love it. Also, some great character arcs that you get to see oh, yeah? come to like fruition where you're like, holy shit. And I started thinking, I'm like, wow, how far have we come with these characters and their relationships? I'm like, really far? This is really impressive. I, I, that's stuff that I pick up on now. I'm like, wow, what a great arc. Really well done. It's very interesting. I like that. It's very cool. Yeah, it was very good. You should check it out. I will. I think it will. All 
right then. Uh, you all should check us out on all our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Uh, check out the link in the description down below for links to our Discord, to our merch at redbubble.com, and our Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Check out our shorts. Check out our different segments from our shows. It would mean a lot to us if you hit the like button. Uh, because those likes and views go a long way for us. And if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, uh, that'd be really, really great. We'd appreciate it. Drop any comments in here about the show that you liked, disagreed with, whatever. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate that. And uh, don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out in all the places where you can consume fine podcasts. You will find us. Uh, like, Share, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. The big one is sharing. Let people know we exist. It helps for people to know we're here. TuiStaith.com, TuiStaith on all social media, loveandimprovfilm.com, and loveandimprovfilm on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you all. Absolutely. And what I'll say is, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Uh, Listeners and viewers, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.